right? This is Peter Krell <laughs> from One Step From Falling, and you're listening to House of Noise. Welcome to House of Noise. I'm just looking at him because I was waiting for him to start it. Welcome. You're listening to our House of Noise podcast on this lovely, hot, beautiful, only nice day in Michigan this week because it's going to rain some cats and dogs the rest of the week. Listen, you got to remember, it's going to be a few weeks before I post this. I don't even care. It's Michigan. We're probably going to have the same shitty weather in a few weeks. Well, rain for a week. Rain, right. No rain one nice day, rain for a week. One nice then day. Then we hit uh, July, August, and everything's just dry and hot and mm-hmm. muggy. And I can. Yep. Know, I know I said dry, hot, and muggy. And moist. It's mostly just muggy in Michigan. Yeah. Humid. Humid. It's moist in the air. Moist. Moistness. Moist. <laughs> but anyway, we our interview today was uh, Peter from uh, One Step one step from falling or the abbreviated OSFF. Uh, Osf. Yes, Osf. And uh, o- they have. Osf. Oh, he, uh, he was talking to us about their current release uh, through Pavement Label called Stuck on the Wayside. And the new music new video. Music video called Lung Butter. No, and they were, he was talking about the new one that have well, yeah, out. but he didn't say the name. So we don't know at this moment in know. time. We do not know. But the their current single they have out their video is "Lung Butter." You yes. can you can figure that out and as however way which way you would like to. And but then, uh, um, they also he was also talking about a possibility of a new music video. Yeah. So after this next one, be on the lookout for possibly another. Yes, and uh, I hate when I hit the. I got my legs under the chair, oh. and I hit the, and I'm like, uh, and I shrink. Oh God, you're like you're here, and then you're gone. Yeah, but we he we talked about his love of all things Pink Floyd, and talked about live shows. Talked about live shows. We talked about COVID. We talked about the band getting together, how they get together, yes, how they've known each other for a long time. How. And, uh, he bought all of his own guitars. Yeah, Ibanez. We didn't get to ask him how many he had, but I'm sure he has a couple. At least three or four, probably. Yeah, yeah. like most guitarists, that seems to be... Unless you're Tyler Bryant, number. then you got like a hundred. Right, right, unless you're Tyler Bryant and you have a hundred. Or, you know, somebody like anybody. They Mustang, yeah. yeah I'm you sure know, they all have thousands. Twelve millions. Um, Twelve millions. <laughs> it's possible, know. I don't I know. know. I just made that number up because it sounded Twelve good. million! Impressive. So they got billions. Don't bust my balls. They got billions and billions, billions and billions and and billions billions. of dollars. But I digress. I don't want to give you guys too much information because if I do, then you don't need to listen to the interview. Yeah, listen for yourself. Listen Listen for yourself. What's new in our house and noise world? Um, not much. Well, I mean, incarceration was canceled. Megadeth was canceled. Megadeth was postponed. Oh yeah, canceled, postponed. So we are. Uh, gonna hang on to our tickets and go next year, hopefully, depending. Well, we're hoping for the. It was through Live Nation, so mm-hmm. we're hoping for the whole. If you keep your tickets, we'll give you two free shows, and yeah. we'll also give you a discount. So we're mm-hmm. hoping for all yes. that. Because that would be amazing. 
But we are going to Blue Ridge Rock Festival in September if they don't manage to cancel that one, which right now my understanding is that there's no uh, way that's going to happen at this point. We do still have merch available. Yes, we do. We got t-shirts. We, got we have t-shirts, which guitar, we need to we need pick. to bring those with us when we go to... Although, I don't know how we're going to because we're going to be flying. You never let me talk. Sorry. Go ahead. Carry on. We also have uh, guitar pick necklaces. And uh, I think we got some stickers left somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. We got a few. But, you know, I, I'm thinking about maybe doing some more merch in the future. So, get on our Facebook page. You know, like us, follow us on there. And also... Follow us on whatever platform you happen to be listening to us on right now. What book are you reading right now? Um, so I'm reading several different ones right now. How many books do you read? How do you keep them all straight? Because I, I, I know music. Hello. It's kind of hard to mess up uh, Elton John's autobiography with um, oh, yeah, K.K. Down, Downing, <laughs> Downing from Judas Priest. So, but those are some of the autobiographies. I just finished Randy Bly's from Lamb of God. That was good. I know you recently finished uh, Michael Lago's too. Yep. No, I'm still, oh, still, still reading that. On that. That's one? a good one. Yep. Yep. He is a very and uh, very interesting, interesting artist and uh, photographer. So. Oh, we just um, watched the the the, the Vakin documentary too. That was really yeah, fun to watch. That was fun to watch. Still on our bucket list. Yeah, one of these days. How long has the festival been going? For like 20 years? Sure. I think um, it was 15, 20 years, yeah, something like that. something like that. I think it's one of the longest running uh, festivals right now. Yeah, I believe so. I would say definitely because I think that one has been around longer than like the Reading Festival. Oh, Redding. I don't know. Reading's been around for a long time too. Yeah. So. Well, we hope you enjoy this episode with Pete. Enjoy it. It's Peter. Yes, enjoy. Bye. I talk with Pita. All right. Well, we're going to get off here because I'm dying. Bye. Bye. Hello. Hi, this is uh, Peter from One Step from Fong. Hey, Peter. This is Jenna, Jenna and Jim from House Noise. How's it going? It's going great on this beautiful day before Memorial Day. How's your day going? It's going pretty good. You guys yeah. got Staying. any big plans for the weekend? Uh, we uh, I don't know if we want to say too much about it, but we actually just got done finishing uh, shooting a new music video. Awesome! Nice. Was this... so? Can, so, so can you yeah. tell us a little more about this music video? <laughs> Um, it's, we, we had a, a music video for it before, mm. before we released the, the newest album. Okay. So we kind of wanted to approach it in a different angle and give it a new light. Well, I gotta say, we've been having a lot of fun watching your guys' videos though. Oh my gosh. For Lung Butter, I... It... Cracked you up? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I have never seen a donut. It was, it was funny, but somewhat disturbing how I felt like the donut almost got accosted a little. I just... <laughs> you know? I was like, all right, okay. <laughs> but um Yep, fondling the donut. <laughs> yeah, that and that was an intense experience. I'm like, I almost feel like I've shared something. <laughs> but um I just, you know, the whole entire video I, I thought of uh sabotage from uh Beastie Boys. Yeah, I had that feel. Um and then, you know, the whole entire I almost felt like I was watching somewhat of like a, a 
Reno 9-11 or um, Super Troopers, you know, just that like humor. Yeah, that comical yeah. relief. Yeah. Um, but my understanding is, is that the uh, video, you guys filmed that uh, in the fall when it was really, really cold. And um, you kind of just did it as you, you saw it. Like you, you really didn't even have any kind of a, a script as far as what you were going to say. Um, for the, for the most part. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of it was improv, but we, uh, we had like a, a foundation that we, we built on and kind of just went from there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm almost like you guys should be on second, second city. <laughs> as, oh, yeah. as far as how well you were able to Im- Im- improv and the uh, plaid prints. Um, I love that. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like one of our uh, inside jokes with Steve because he, he loves plaid. He yeah. absolutely loves plaid. <laughs> yeah, that is that is funny. Yeah, plaid is uh, it's it's something that doesn't look good on everyone, that's for sure. That's true. So what were you guys' uh, plans before COVID hit? Uh, obviously, when we released the, the new album, we were going to set up a, a tour and kind of go from there, see how far we can kind of push it and just have fun with it. Well, I just love, this is what I really love about this, is that the Wayside and Stuck were two separate productions, and you guys kind of brought them together and brought them to Pavement. Did you guys have to rework any of those songs? Did you have to re-record them? Like, um, No, it was just more or less uh, messing with the levels. So the levels were pretty much even and could flow through very thoroughly as opposed to, you know, one song maybe being a little bit louder than the next. But yeah, for the most part, it was a pretty easy process. Just uh, figuring out a good lineup for the songs. Were you a little nervous to uh, bring this to them? I mean, I'm sure you believe in your your musical prowess and your talent. I mean, you guys are very talented from what we've seen, but were you a little nervous to go to pavement? Um, I mean, we're a little skeptical. I mean, obviously, you want the, the best, first... you want the best deal and the best thing for your band. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we didn't really want someone just take the money and run type type of situation. Right. You guys initially were doing uh, doing it all yourselves. Uh, yeah, for the yeah. most part, we've had help from some great friends and great people we've we've met through our journey. But for the most part, we were all doing it ourselves, yeah. especially uh, our bass player Josh. Oh, I know. He does yeah. a lot of work. Yeah, the um, he did a great job on uh, Lung Butter. And just, I love the um, real-life shift to almost, like, animation. And yeah. Yeah, that was so <laughs> super cool. And just, you know, the pow. And I felt like I was watching an episode of Batman and Robin back in the day when, you know, you didn't actually <laughs> see them fighting. The words just kind of, like, came across the screen. But you felt it. You know, you almost felt like it was actually happening. Yeah. <laughs> Especially that scene at the very end, the uh, almost mm. Mortal Kombat looking mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he he built that all himself, and it was pretty cool. Yeah, very cool, very cool. Um, your journey is interesting. I know um, your brother. You have an your older brother played guitar. What was the age difference between the two of you? I uh, I actually, I don't have a brother. Oh, that that that's Steve. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, that's fine. that's fine. It is. It is. Never mind. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> but um, it's, so it's it's funny tell, that you mentioned it though, because yeah. uh, Steve Steve's brother, I I was really good friends with, and that's mm-hmm. kind of how I met Steve. Oh, and okay. yeah, they uh they were in a band together, and uh you know I went over there and I was hanging out with them for a while. Started kind of playing guitar a little bit. Yeah. 
you guys have known each other since high school. Yes. Well, which, technically, like middle school. Middle school. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long. How yeah. many years has that been now? Uh, a, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, that's pretty incredible, though, to um, find a commonality in music and then maintain a friendship and play together. Because, you know, bands, I mean, people in bands have egos and sometimes you can start off the best as friends. And then three years into the band, you like hate each other and somebody wants to leave, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've definitely have had our head button in the past. But, uh, yeah. yeah, we we get together really really good and we always have a pretty understanding of each other and pretty res- just respectful yeah. well, I, think it, I think it shows in your videos and stuff you know you can tell that you guys definitely have, fun, have sure. chemistry and yeah and have fun <laughs> oh yeah we have a lot of fun <laughs> so you you did play drums though right oh no that was steve okay <laughs> i i can play drums though oh well hey there we go <laughs> Yeah. So Steve, I know Steve writes the lyrics. Um, uh-huh. So then you just he comes in with the lyrics and then you guys build the song around that. Or do you have the instrumentation and then you kind of like make it work? For the most part, it's uh, coming up with the, the beat and the, the overall harmony and melody. And we kind of just build off of that. And... Once the, the lyrics are set, then we kind of mess with it in whatever manner we want. But yeah, for the most part, it's super organic in the beginning. And then, you know, it's kind of just get a good flow for the song, the overall lyrics and melody. Yeah. I'm curious about something. I know, you know, every band has their go-to, their go-to set of songs that they play. Um, but I also know you guys are influenced by like the Deftones and Tool and stuff Uh have you ever in your um in a performance covered one of tool songs or one of uh i saw i saw that they covered sober one time oh from undertow yep yeah we cover sober a lot oh i love that song yeah that and uh chevelle the red oh that's another great one yeah i can see you singing that one yeah yeah we've uh we've dabbled with uh gorilla radio too Mm. and a couple of other Oh my god, that's uh, bands. Yeah, that's one of my that's one of my favorite rage songs, Gorilla Radio. Are you gonna? Yeah. Uh, well, I I, I I was gonna. I was, I was gonna say, how happy were you that they were touring again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> it is what it is right yeah. now. <laughs> I know. I was but, bummed. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's huge for everybody, not just musicians themselves, but like the whole country. It's I mean, it's. <laughs> It's crazy. Yeah. What's been the hardest part about this whole thing for you? Uh, kind of just getting together with the guys because of the whole social distancing and yeah. I mean, it's it's tough. You know, it's it's something you always think in the back of your your mind, mm-hmm. but kind of just push through it because playing music is what we've been doing for for years. Yeah. For you, has it been just the love of music? That has kept you plugged in to, you know, what you're doing? Um, uh, yeah, the companionship and yeah, playing music and just what we can create. You know, that, that feeling of creating something that, you know, sounds awesome. Yeah. I, how hard are you on yourself, though, as an artist? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too too bad on myself at all. I, I'm kind of just uh, go with the flow. Yeah. 
for the most part, yeah. We had a, a dog that we had to put down not too long ago, and I had painted a picture for Jenna because you know it was her her uh, her baby, yeah. and you know it. You know, it does look good, but I'm hard on myself. I see all the little imperfections in it. And I'm sure as when you're singing, I'm sure there's times, though, when you're like, I know I could have done that better. And you have to redo it. And, you know, you, you keep pushing yourself and trying to do better and better. And she doesn't understand when I'm like, it could be better. I just I, it's it's that little artist mentality in us that we know we can do better. And we always want to push ourselves to keep trying to do better. Yeah, that's the beauty of it right there. Yeah, yeah. Cool. No, uh, basically it's you know it's that's the the fun part about it you know it's like because you're all constantly learning and discovering new abilities that you can you can really utilize who has been the most integral part in your life that's pushed you and helped you to grow more and more as an artist oh that's a t- that's a tough one i know you said growing up uh, steve's brother you know helped get you into music and playing and everything but I know I'm sure there's other people in, throughout your life that have helped uh, push you along the way. Uh, yeah. My uh, my one buddy, he, uh, him and I would play guitar a lot with, with each other. Meet up at like 10 o'clock at night and just jam out. Were you guys always like bouncing ideas off each other? Like, here, try this. And then he would, you know, do the same thing to you. And Yep. Awesome. Yep. What, uh, what's your... Uh guitar of choice and when you first started playing guitar did you start out playing that brand of guitar um right now i haven't steered away from ibanez i pretty much i had uh my first guitar it was called a rock x i don't know if anyone's ever heard of that but it's (laughs) it's like a really you know cheap brand comes with like a little amp for like a hundred bucks but yeah, right after that, it was uh, Ibanez, 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 and the one I have now is an Ibanez. <laughs> Plus, uh, did you Taylor? Did you yeah. purchase? Taylor. Did you purchase that first guitar on your own? I've purchased all my guitars on my own. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know if your parents had maybe gotten you one or how that worked. What? Um, nope, <laughs> nope. They've gotten me like gift cards and stuff like that, but. <laughs> Well, growing oh, up, yeah. well, growing up, were they very, very supportive of you playing and singing and all that? Uh yeah. I um, I mean, I started off very early age. I was uh, fourth grade. I picked up a violin and started playing violin until about tenth grade. Tenth grade is when I picked up the guitar. I started just going from there, and then I went to college for classical guitar. And yeah. Wow. Okay. So, but yeah, they've been very supportive of. Uh, the music ventures that we've been trying to do and i mean pretty much can't do it without them (laughs) yeah yeah i was just gonna say we got a little bit of randy Rhodes going on here yeah (laughs) yeah because he was a classically classically trained guitarist yeah it was uh it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun how um you know what type of music were you exposed to as a child was music really in you know played a lot in your by your parents uh yeah they they listened to a lot of like older rock um uh, like led zeppelin like pink floyd um they listened to a lot of michael jackson too i really? remember michael jackson a lot yeah there's <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with that yeah well cons- yeah. considering that um oh god steve I forgot the guitarist name, but Steve something. He played 
played with Michael Jackson. He's a good guitarist. Oh, yeah. I, I can't think of his name, but I know yeah, exactly you know who what you're talking, talking about. about. Yeah, with the black hair. And... Yeah, he's a great guitarist. Yeah, yeah. I think he was with Billy Idol. I think he started out with Billy Idol. Might have to fact check I'm going to have to like Google it because yeah. it's going bo- to bother me now because I'm going to be like, what the hell is his name? <laughs> oh, my goodness. So do you mind when people uh, kind of compare you to Maynard? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> yeah, he is a little bit of an idol of yours, right? In a way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Maynard James Keenan. He's, uh, I mean, the whole band themselves. Tool is, is a huge influence. Yeah. Pink Floyd and Tool are my two biggest influences. Now, didn't you get to meet the guitarist backstage after a show? For, uh, Perfect Circle. Yeah, Perfect Circle. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Billy Howard. Was yeah. that just yeah. like a quick interaction, or did you get to talk to him for a hot second? Um, he did have a, uh, a question and answer part of the the VIP tour. Okay. Oh, okay. I didn't say anything because I was kind of just <laughs> in awe. Right. right. <laughs> and then like afterwards, I was like, "Shit, I should have said something." <laughs> That's usually how it works. <laughs> <laughs> you're like ah, um, I, I suddenly can't speak right now <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, you either go completely silent or you fall to your knees and the, I'm not worthy right. I'm yeah. not worthy yeah. I'm trash I'm scum Steve, Steve <laughs> did uh, Steve did get to ask a question oh, yeah. but he was a little nervous so he said it like really quiet so he kind of <laughs> couldn't really hear him and he got kind of embarrassed because he's like oh it's like i messed up my question i was gonna ask <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of uh, the snl skit that chris farley used to do when he w- he had the interview show and he would interview musicians oh my god it's, i don't remember it's, that one oh it's hilarious uh, yeah i don't remember that one either yeah you gotta you gotta he just was really nervous and had that like oh my god yeah yeah like he interviewed paul mccartney and just like you know he's like saying like silly things and he's like oh my god i can't believe i said that like he's literally like you know beating himself up out loud mentally because he just asked paul mccartney what he thought was a really silly question but he's so nervous you know mm-hmm. and stuff so well you got to play with some pretty notable bands though so i mean yeah it, you know like i would have been pinching myself the whole entire time like i can't believe i'm playing with you know perfect circle or any of these other like national national big bands you know were you were you pinching yourself like i can't believe i'm here and yeah a lot of the times it was like that because yeah. i'm some of the offers that we got, I was just like, wow, that's that's amazing. And, you know, we drive out there and give them the best performance and play in front of a couple thousand people. And, you know, it's fun. Yeah. It was fun. Did you catch them watching you guys perform at all? Um, They were they were kind of like in a separate section. Mm. So, yeah. When you when you do perform and there are other performing, uh, there are other acts, a part of that. Do you guys make it a habit to go and when you get a chance, kind of like watch their performance, maybe ha- get some takeaways? Yes, of course. Yeah. We, we always try to talk to as many people as we can, too. It's a lot of bands that we've we've met just wandering around, yeah. asking them questions and kind of hanging out with them. Do you feel that like that's that's part of the draw of being a musician is that for as large as people think that the industry is, it is a more of a tight knit community and there is more camaraderie. Yeah, for yeah. sure. 
for sure. It's always great meeting new faces and and uh, very talented musicians. Have you There's guys? A lot of them out there. Yeah. Have there been bands that you've been able to like reach out to and just kind of like offer up some support or you know? Because I'm sure there's a lot of bands out there that are going. I don't. You wonder if we're gonna make it through this, you know? Yeah, um, a couple, but uh, I mean, there's really not much you can do besides, you know, obviously support and yeah. But yeah, it's just it's tough right now. Yeah. Where was uh, one of your favorite places to play so far? Uh, Oklahoma. I'd say. I think it was Mansfield or yeah. not? Ma- not Mansfield. Oh, that's that's it. Yeah, you guys but, yeah, did do Ink in the Clink though. Yeah, that was a good one, too. Yeah. Did you get to go through the penitentiary? Yep. Is it haunted? Yeah. Is it, why are you so uh, obsessed with it being haunted? <laughs> I'm just curious. They canceled I mean, it, so I can't do my ghost ghost hunt now. I'm bummed. I mean, it might be haunted. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's pretty rustic. And uh, it's pretty cool how they have, like, uh, characters from the Shawshank Redemption, like, throughout the whole place. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Do you believe in ghosts? Uh, kind of. <laughs> Have you had any experiences? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to like pinpoint it. You know, something you can't see. Right. You know? Have you Have you had any personal experiences, or know anybody personally who's ever had an had a had an attack by a ghost or a demon? I don't believe it at all. So yeah. I just watch no, the shows and I'm, laugh. I never have. Yeah, no, I never have. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, he, he just shakes his head at me because I watch the ghost shows and laugh. Because I hear like, a noise, it's like it's a mouse, yeah, it's a rat. Yeah, raccoon. I'm like it's a bug, and they're like, oh, we just saw an orb. You know? Yeah, I'm just like but, okay. Because I know there was a show that where they're basically going through and and debunking like everything that people thought was paranormal. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's probably a logical explanation for most of it. But... Right, right. Yeah, I'm a. Are you more of a? Are you more of a logical kind of like person? I try, I try to be. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes sometimes we can be a little illog- illogical, but yeah. You know. Right. <laughs> would you say that you're? Is a, true. Would you say you're a left brain or a right brain, brain person? Uh, uh, right. Right side's more artistic. Yeah, right? that, yeah. yeah, that's what I. Yeah. Yeah, that's what. I, yeah, probably right side. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, right? Since you're, <laughs> <laughs> you're in a band, <laughs> it's not always the case. Right, I mean, there yeah. are logical people that play, so yeah, it's just yeah. M- yeah. a little more, a uh, little less feeling, and a little more uh, to the you know to the sheet music and stuff. Yeah. Yes. Would you say you're an introvert or an extrovert? Because I'm, I'm gonna guess introvert. I'm not, I'm not sure to tell you the truth. Really? <laughs> do you, do you, you, know, do you enjoy being uh, by yourself more than being with other people? Is basically all it really means. It's it's weird, though, because sometimes I like to be by myself and sometimes I like to be around people. I don't know just how I'm feeling. Yeah. So you're a little more Thanks. like I am. I'm like a extroverted introvert. I'm very happy by myself, but there are times when it's like, all right, I got to get out and do something. So anyway, I enjoy being out. Now, uh, do you guys enjoy, uh, you know, after the shows meeting, um, meeting the fans and talking to them? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you have any good stories of, you know, maybe some stories that people have shared with you? Um, There's some, there's some crazy ones. (laughs) There are some crazy ones. Like we we've had we've had fans drive like six hours away just to come watch us 
in certain certain areas. Wow. That's crazy. That's pretty impressive, though. That's got to make you guys feel really good. Like, wow, you know? Yeah, it's. Just, I mean, it's a great feeling. I mean, so we try to, you know, hang out with them and shoot the shit with them as much as possible. Because, yeah. I mean, they, they drove six hours to come see us. It's, it's great. Yeah. It's amazing. I'm curious because I know, you know, every band has like a a spokesperson. I'm doing quotes. You can't see me do air quotes, but I'm doing quotes. A spokesperson to do the interviews. Mm-hmm. How do you guys like who decides who does them? And who who does them at? Is it just like the you know whoever is the open schedule or? Um, for the most part, whoever has an open schedule, yeah. we kind of go around to like each person. You know, yeah. like hey, you want to do this? Hey, you want to do this? Hey, you want to do this? And most of the time, if they are available, then <clears throat> kind of rotate like that. But yeah, it's pretty much was available at the moment yeah do you like doing the interviews oh uh, yeah they're, they're yeah they're pretty cool yeah. are we doing all right yeah, <laughs> yeah. rate us right now <laughs> <laughs> well i i um you know i don't know why i have to apologize pete i don't know why i was like thinking that we were going to talk to steve because we were originally going to talk to bob so well you were probably looking like I, when you were doing the research you probably just didn't look at the name of who I was just, doing you know, the interview i uh yeah, it was supposed to be Bob, <laughs> yeah. but then he had a prior obligation that he was basically wow. forced to do. So, <laughs> <laughs> so are any of you guys essential, or are you guys all laid off? Yeah, are you guys? Um, yeah, uh, Ty, Josh, and I are essential workers. Mm. So we've been we haven't slowed down a, a bit. And well, actually, I, I take it back. Bobby is an essential worker too. Mm-hmm. Steve, Steve is uh, every other week. But uh, yeah, we've been super busy. Yeah. So, so Steve is the one that's playing video games all day and watching and getting <laughs> caught up on his shows. He's been doing. He's been doing a lot of the interviews okay. too. Though, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, what industry do you work in? I I work in the shipping industry. Oh, oh and there's a lot of stuff being shipped right now. Well, yeah, Amazon's way up oh, and running, oh. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's basically like our busy season, oh, constantly, okay. every day. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, I am doing a lot of online shopping right now because the stores are not open in Michigan right now. So, our our deadline got extended to like June twelfth now. So, and I know well, nothing's gotta, open where you, you guys are either. New right? York got hit hard too. Yeah. So, yeah, we got hit really hard. I mean, obviously, we're you know a little bit of a distance away from New York City, but mm-hmm. the whole state itself is kind of run off of New York City. So it's like right. whatever really affects them is going to affect the entire state. So, well, yeah, it's been pretty interesting. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, now, I know you said Pink Floyd was um, a big influence for you. And you had mentioned um, Dark Side of the Moon as being one of the pinnacles um, for you. Mm-hmm. Um, are there why that that particular recording? Because I mean, Pink Floyd has put out The Wall, and you know, I mean, they have tons of albums out. Yeah, they have a lot of albums. I mean, they're all they're all good. I mean, just oh. Uh, just witnessing like their evolution through each album. Yeah. I mean, especially like from the beginning oh, to God, all the yeah. way until their last one before uh, 
I th- I'm thinking it was Rick Wright. There. Oh, Roger. Uh, Rick Wright. Uh, I think that that was their keyboardist. Oh, he yeah, passed, I think so. Passed. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and then Roger Waters left because mm-hmm. him and David. I don't think him and David ever really got along, from what I could tell. From like, no. yeah. It's just two very big-headed people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You I want mean, to talk they're... about egos? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But they they're great musicians, oh, yeah. so they can yeah. they can back it up. <laughs> yeah, they really can. Yeah, Dave Gilmore is an incredible guitarist, I agree. And you know But uh Dark yeah. Side of the Moon was more of their Yeah. Uh, I guess famous turn points in their career. Um cuz when they 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 started experimenting a lot with uh obviously uh, like astronomy, like mm, not, mm-hmm. not astronomy domain, but uh, wow, I can't think of the word. The the album right before, oh. like Umaguma, like a lot of that stuff. Oh yeah. That's when they started like really like experimenting with their music, and that's kind of when they really came out with uh, Dark Side of the Moon, mm-hmm. and just kind of watching because I've seen like all the documentaries and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's just it's, it's awesome. Yeah. I do like that album. I like um, one of my favorite songs is Shine On Crazy Diamond. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, When She Were Here is a great album. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. See, that's, like, that's like the thing, though, with Pink Floyd. Like, you, every album is, is great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, a- mm-hmm. Animals is great. The Wall's great. Like, even their more recent stuff, like Division Bell, Momentary Laps of Reason, all that stuff. It's, have, it's you, good. have you ever seen them perform live? I've never seen them perform live. Uh, I haven't either. So, do you make it to a lot of shows in your free time? Yes. Yeah, we do. We do a lot of shows. I mean, we saw a perfect circle and tool like three times nice. over the summer. And we saw all kinds of bands, all kinds of bands. Well, I gotta out. say, I'm not. I'm not actually not a fan of Tool's live show. It's just really, yeah. It's it's a big music video. <laughs> I just, I just don't. I mean, well, when we saw him at Sonic Temple, or not? Yeah, it was no, yeah. it was Rock on the Range. No, it was Sonic, Sonic, Temple. Was Sonic Temple. Yeah, but same thing, whatever. Yeah. But you know, it's just watching it. You know, they they stood in their spots, and you know, Maynard obviously stayed all the way in the back in the shadows because he didn't want to be seen because he can't control the whole camera thing. So yeah, it was just, it was just eh for me. I mean, I. I like bands that get out there and actually jump around and move. I know they're getting older, so that makes it harder too, but I don't know. Yeah. It, was, it just it was just a little lackluster for me, I guess. But Tool's music isn't that kind of music. Yeah, that's true. I think yeah. you know, like Yeah. I'm not I, I I'm understand. I'm definitely not yeah. taken away from their music at all cuz I love Tool's music. Yeah. But, I just wasn't as impressed yeah. with their live show. But Perfect Circle is completely different. True. Yeah, we saw them too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, they, they put on a great show too. Yeah, because I saw them at the Palace in Auburn Hills, and he was like, you know, charismatic on the stage, and he wasn't hiding at all. So I think. Well, Perfect Circles played the same year for Sonic Temple, so. Yeah, yeah, I'm just we saying, like, too. a Perfect Circle. I think it's different energy than Tool. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, um, he's he's definitely a lot more active with the perfect circle. He's definitely moving around more and kind of being more interactive with the with the audience yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. But he he's always been like that for every single performance. He's on his his own little world and yeah, <clears throat> just kind of in the zone. Yeah, he's a, he's he's. You know, it's kind of funny when you think about like him and like Jonathan Kane and stuff like that. I think to a certain degree, a lot of artists are tortured. And I mean, like tortured mentally, which causes them to to write such great songs and produce such great material. But at the same time, it's at the same time, maybe they're not going to be out there at the meet and greet like Neil Peart never he well, it Jonathan was always Davis, like Alex Jonathan, Jonathan Davis doesn't and, like doing the meet and greets that much either. I mean, he still does them, but you know, so yeah, it's just. I mean, they write the greatest stuff, but they also have issues that they struggle with. Yeah, anxiety. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, I mean, it's like yeah, that. it's something you just kind of respect them for because you know, obviously, you know. They make great, great music, and yeah. they're—I mean, they're—I'm sure they're great pe- people individually, but you know, you gotta respect if they don't wanna be social. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny because um, I don't know if you're into Lamb of God at all. Oh yeah. But, um, if you haven't, you should read uh, Randy Randy Bly's um, autobiography on when he went to uh, when he was arrested in Prague for the uh, supposedly pushing a fan off the stage and killing him mm-hmm. that is a really really good book and um, he was talking about an incident with a, a fan in us no he was he was in town visiting friends at like a rest uh, a bar and this Australian fan came up to him and literally sat at the table with him and his friends and sat there and looked at him and was like and was like you're you know you're Randy Bly from Lamb of God and he's like yep and he's trying <laughs> to like politely tell this guy hey I'm here with my friends thanks for you know coming by and giving me showing me some support like Okay, I'm I'm over it. Like, move along. And this guy literally followed them and 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 bought them their drink. Him and his friends their drinks the whole entire night. And yeah, and I'm like, that is so rude. There's a certain point where it gets creepy. He was creepy. Yeah. <laughs> and it usually happens pretty quickly, especially when you hit a certain level of, uh, you know, fame. I can't. I I honestly have no desire to be famous at all because of that reason. It's like I can't imagine people following me around, coming up to me out of nowhere. Just I guess I'm too much of an introvert for yeah. that kind like of stuff. Like thinking they have yeah. the right to touch you, invade your personal space. Well, yeah. And then you get to a certain level, and then you got to worry about people, you know, threatening your life and stuff, or and or oh, threat, yeah. or killing you. So well, dime bag. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Some people kind of just push it. Some people just push it to the extreme because you know they can't really control their energies, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) uh, How how do you guys feel about like people? Have you ever had people come up on stage when you've been performing? 
Uh, I have had one. Um, it wasn't too bad. He was uh, extremely drunk. It's <laughs> <laughs> usually the case. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, we didn't miss a beat, but he, you know, he came up there and was like messing around and kind of like gave him a hey, you know, what's going on? And he's like, ah, and we're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and eventually he just, he went back off stage and we, you know, you know, didn't skip a beat. We just kept going through it. And then um, he came up to us and he, he was, I mean, you could tell he was he was gone. Yeah, he was gone. Wow. Yeah, it's just I mean that has to be scary for you guys because you don't know what his intentions are. True. You know? Very true. Well, a lot of times you just got to rely on the the venue, and sometimes it's the venues they don't they don't take care of that kind of stuff, no, and it's no. sad. Especially in foreign countries. Yeah, we've heard, we've heard a lot of horror stories about foreign countries and playing over there. But there's tons of benefits to playing on Europe yeah. too. So, where yeah, um, for sure. Do you guys take a look at your metrics and and have you been surprised to see where some of your largest largest fan base comes from? Yeah, yeah, we've. I mean, a lot a lot of people around the world. It's it's pretty. It's super interesting how people have been reacting to it, and it's just kind of like blows your mind like how people in saudi arabia or people in like russia and brazil and they're just going to towns it's it's an awesome feeling when you um look at the beginning and you, you reflect on all you guys have been through and and you know maybe what what you've learned have you felt the need to change anything that you've done looking at toward the future or, you know, cause you have written some new songs. So are you going to kind of keep the same formula or are you going to put your, push yourselves to experiment with more sounds or maybe change up the styles a little bit? Um, no, for the most part, we've been just pretty much going with what we have and keeping the same, same style, same rhythm. Um, I mean, we, we experiment here and there with it, with certain things. and But, I mean, ultimately, if it doesn't sound great to us, then, you know, kind of just move on and just be like, eh, at least we tried it out, you know, see what it sounded like. Right. Right. You know, I can also appreciate the fact that the music you guys write is music that you can play live. Oh, yeah. Well, we were talking about that before. It's, you know, Ozzy Osbourne, he actually has a ton of songs that, are never meant to be played played live. Which he, I don't get. He that. purposely recorded them only for recording purposes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there's a lot of bands that have done that. I mean, yeah. It's, it's like, what's the point? What? Well, just making music. I mean, mm-hmm. there's there's yeah, limitations but, to what you can do on the road. So right, but if you're not making it so you can reproduce it, then who has the who can benefit from the live performance? aspect who are you writing it for truly well it's definitely the case if, you know the, I mean? if the song that you recorded that cannot be you know performed live is one of the major hits too that's yeah. that's when it's a real issue mm-hmm. yeah i mean our, our artists you know just kind of pushing themselves to the limit and kind of seeing what they can personally satisfy i mean i guess you could say it like that but yeah i mean somebody who's interested in listening to it or you know they have a recording to, for it i mean they maybe give them a little bit of 
incentive to come to a live show to be like, hey, maybe I'll actually hear this one recording or just being able to appreciate it for you know, what it is. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I know you guys said that you have the, the music video on the way. Um, what else is in store in, for the future? Um, we have, we definitely have been working on some, uh, some new music and kind of, I mean, we've had a lot of time to focus on that aspect, but, uh, possibly another music video. Um, we're not positive what we want to do as of yet, but we have obviously the lung butter video and this new video that's going to be coming up pretty soon, but. Yeah, we're not playing slowing down. We're okay. just going to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> well, where's the best place for people to go if they want to find your music or if they want to download or find merch or anything like that? Our website, onestepfromfalling.com. We have all our information on there. Um, obviously, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the, all the social media platforms, Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, Google Play, I believe, as well. Um, yeah, we had a lot. Thank you so well, much for coming so on. Thank you so much, take, Peter. Taking the time to talk to us. You, you two are welcome. Thank you for having me. Of course, anytime. And um, I hope you have a, a great rest of your Sunday. And, you know, happy Memorial Day tomorrow, man. Yeah, happy Memorial Day. Got to remember. Yes, definitely. Definitely. All right, take care. All right, bye, guys. Bye. Bye.